Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, and today we are power ranking AFC teams, and we're doing it the way we love to do this stuff. We are doing a draft, so it's Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Pathco, Doug Lay Maurice, and me. We are drafting AFC teams, all 16 of them power ranking style, so that's coming up here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. If you're not a Football Insider subscriber, get on board, cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page, get that daily newsletter delivered straight to your inbox, get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash browns, and become one of our text subscribers. Okay, enough for me. Let's get to the draft. The AFC Power Rankings on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. And here we go with our April 1st Power Rankings. It's probably appropriate that we're recording this on April Fool's Day. You're going to actually hear this after uh, after April Fool's Day, but it's probably appropriate that we're recording this on this day Um, it's really difficult to rank teams right now for a lot of reasons, which we'll get into as we go through this. We're going to do it draft style. We haven't done one of these roundtable drafts in a while. Uh, But first, Doug, before we we get there, you said you had a stat for us. So this is one of the craziest drafts we've ever done on the Orange Brown Talk podcast. And I looked at, I like this index. PFF has a thing they call like the off-season improvement index that they're constantly tracking who teams are adding. So I want to make sure I explain this right. Last year in the AFC, there were 10 teams that finished between 10 and 7 and 7 and 10. It's this giant middle of the conference. It's everyone below the Titans, Chiefs, and Bills at the top, and it's everybody above the Jets, Texans, and Jaguars at the bottom. Those middle 10 teams. Of the top 11 teams in the offseason PFF Improvement Index, first of all, 10 of the 11 are in the AFC. That's how much the AFC has improved. 10 of the top 11 in the league are in the AFC. Nine of those 10 are from that squishy middle in the AFC. So there were 10 teams in this giant squishy middle. Nine of them are among the most improved teams this offseason. So everybody in this brown zone got better. And a lot of them got significantly better. And they're all chasing that top pack. So the idea that nobody stood pat, everybody thinks this is their moment. Everybody in the AFC, save for the bottom three, are making gigantic win now moves. This is insane. It is crazy. And if the Browns didn't make at least two gigantic win now moves, They'd be like the 12 best team in the conference. 
So this is the world that we are living in and it blows my mind and I can't wait for us to do this draft. Yeah. Th- this off season has just been an all out arms race. I think. In one conference, in one conference, right. in the other conference, it's like, I don't know, Tom Brady retired, then he didn't retire. And that was it. I, I wonder if like five years from now, we're going to look back and say the most important moment in the NFL was when Josh Allen played Patrick Mahomes in the AFC divisional round. Cause it just feels like everybody watched that game, not just fans, but like GMs too. And it was like, well, we got to go get one of those guys. And somehow a bunch of AFC teams managed to go get one of those guys if they didn't already have them. Okay. Here's our draft order that we're going to do this. And so I have the first pick. Scott has the second pick. Doug has the third pick. Mary Kay has the fourth pick. We're doing a straight draft. So no snake. Um, and we're going to do all 16 AFC teams. So I'm going to start us off. I don't know if this is going to be controversial and I've wrestled kind of like I said to myself, if I have the number one pick, am I going to be chalky or am I, am I going to take a risk? There's one team that's really risky that I'm not going to take, but I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, number one, to start us off. There's a little recency bias here. The Tyree kill trade, I don't think make it makes the Chiefs a worse team, but it doesn't make the Chiefs non-contenders. I still believe Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. I'm putting the Bills number one because it kind of goes back to that Mahomes-Josh Allen shootout. And I feel like this is a football team that maybe didn't get significantly better. Now, they did go out and add Vaughn Miller. It's a huge signing. I like Jamison Crowder. They lost Cole Beasley. I like the Jamison Crowder addition. I think he's a nice receiver. But I also am just kind of banking on this idea that Josh Allen – and the Buffalo Bills have been sitting around all offseason thinking about what could have been. And maybe this is a little bit like a few years ago when the Chiefs lost that weird game to the Patriots and D Ford went off sides and the Patriots scored and Patrick Mahomes never got to see the football in overtime. And the Chiefs came back and won the Super Bowl the next year. I feel like this might be kind of a we're going to go show everybody this year season for the Buffalo Bills. So this is a little bit of like, I think that's a really good football team, but I also think this is sort of an intangible thing too, where I think it's going to be like, hey, we're really pissed off about what happened last year, and we're going to spend September through February showing everybody how angry we were. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills number one. I went with the Bills number one as well. Uh, So I'm with you on this, and I think the number one reason why I did it Uh, was because as much as I admire Patrick Mahomes and believe that uh, he still is the best quarterback in the AFC right now, I just think that connection between Patrick and Tyreek is so vitally important. I mean, they are synonymous with each other. It's so hard for me to imagine Patrick being as good as he is without Tyreek making those astonishing plays all over the place now the only small thing that I you know I would have would give me a little bit of pause on the bills is you know they're not without I mean they are without Brian Dayball this year and I think he's had a tremendous impact on Josh Allen he's just been so good for Josh Allen and play calling is important play calling is important in the NFL and you know I do believe in Ken Dorsey uh, and he learned everything that he possibly could from Brian. But um, but I still think there's, you know, something to be said. And I also think Cole is a really, Cole Beasley is a really, really good receiver that makes those amazing clutch plays for you too. So that's a factor. But I just think that 
there's something about Josh Allen. He continues to get better every year. And uh, he was just crushed by the way that ended. And I think he'll be on a mission. They've got such a good defense. So I went with the Bills here too. Yeah, I do want to add also um, that defense was really great last year, adding Von Miller, but also getting Tredavious White back. He got hurt late in the year last year. That's a big addition too to that defense. I feel like you guys are doing this mostly because they signed Duke Johnson. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I I had them first too. It's not so much that they have a chip on their shoulder because every team, except for the Super Bowl champ, I mean, has a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's happy with how the season ended. Everything you said, Dan, about the Bills, we said about the Chiefs the year before, and obviously it didn't work out. Um, But I think they deserve kind of to start at the top. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that. I'm fifth. Fifth? Yeah. Hater. They're 13th among AFC teams in the offseason improvement index. So I might have leaned on that a little bit too much because I was like, oh, yeah, look at all these teams that improved. And everybody's like, well, they have Josh Allen and they have, you know, they they added Von Miller. He's pretty good. Um, I think the Brian Dayball thing is big. And that's Mary Kay. Is that the, I mean, I'm trying to think who else. You know, the Niners lost Mike McDaniel. They're not in the AFC, though. Is that like the biggest coaching move in the AFC this offseason that the Bills lost their guy who ran the offense that created this world for Josh Allen to thrive? Is that I'm 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 maybe I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but I just I thought when you mentioned that that's that's huge to me. And it doesn't mean that they can't survive without him, but. I have questions about that. And I thought, I just thought some other teams, even Von Miller's big, but I thought some other teams did a little more to maybe pass them. And the one thing is I'll also be curious. You guys are probably right. If the three of you all have them one, I'm probably the wrong to have them five, but now they also have to wear this a little bit. And I'm always curious about teams who, sort of snuck up on people and now you're expected to be the best team in the AFC and everybody's going to pick you to make the Super Bowl. And then how do you handle that? So I'll admit maybe five is low, but I'm also actually surprised that there's unanimous agreement on them at number one. Well, I don't know 100% if that is necessarily the biggest coaching move in the AFC because other things have happened uh, in, in the AFC in terms of head coaches taking over new teams Um but I certainly think that that it is pretty big. I always was happy for Josh Allen that he had Brian Dable because I know Brian. Uh, I know him personally. I know him professionally. I just talked to him at the uh, at the NFL annual meetings, and I just think he did a tremendous job with Josh Allen in terms of taking this quarterback that everyone thought was going to be so inaccurate in the NFL and just finding a way to turn him into one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL to the point where he is making $43 million a year right now. I do attribute a lot of that to Brian, but I also feel like he gave him his wings. He gave him his wings. He taught him how to play the game. He showed the bills how to maximize his skill set. And I think that Ken Dorsey can, can, take it from there for the most part but we don't know so much about Ken as a play caller and I just do think that that's an important role on game day 
you've got to be in the heat of the moment, uh, able to make those calls. So I do think that it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Josh is everything he always was without Brian, uh, but it wouldn't knock it them down to number five for me, because I think, I just think the world of, of Josh Allen, and I think he'll, he'll find a way. I think he's just so determined and, uh, and so willing to do whatever it takes every year to get better. So let's move on then to number two. And I, I, once we finally get to Doug's, I want, I want to hear his big board. Um, but Scott, you're up at number two. Yeah, so what I did is I went and I found uh, other power rankings. Uh, and I kind of cut it in aggregate. I found five ones that I, that I kind of trust, or at least as much as you can at this point in the year. And I went through and kind of took out all the FC teams and, uh, and went with that. So the Bills uh, were first because they were first in three of them. They were second in two of them. But this uh, number two team was first in two of them, third in two of them, and second once. So they, uh, I just kind of use a point system, they ended with 10 points. So it's the Bengals, which I hate because I think the Bengals were a lucky team last year. I don't know. I, when I look at like three, four, and five on my on my list here, though, I'm like, well, I mean, might as well be the Bengals. Um, they, just looking at how they made their way through the playoffs, um, they – they got lucky. They obviously persevered. You can call them a team of destiny, whatever. But I think maybe they deserve to be this high because now they come back. They made huge changes to the offensive line. You know, your quarterback, did he lead the league in sacks? I think he led the league in sacks if you count the playoffs. Um, yeah. So now they've addressed that problem. And now you have a young core that has experience in the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl. So that's that's not nothing. So I'm with the Bengals number two. Yeah, this is also where I point out and I – said this in the intro that remember this is AFC power rankings only. So just so everyone, everyone knows, uh, but yeah, Bengals number two, not where I had them. Who uh, did anyone have the Bengals in this area? Doug, you were about to say something. I'm surprised Scott went with his ranking on this because I thought, listen, they got hot at the right time. All credit to them. They weren't the second best team in the AFC during the regular season last year. No. I mean, they weren't. So this is, you're asking them to make a leap here and there was some luck involved. There was, there's a decent chunk of luck involved. There was some, you know, quarterback moments that mattered. And it's not to take away because we're not, it's not, we're using the past to influence our view of the future. But just because you made a Super Bowl doesn't mean you have to be one or two on this list. Item four. And Scott, I understand. I like when you do things like this. It's like, well, what did I do? I let, so I, they, I added up someone else's list. That's great. But I thought maybe in something like this, because don't, I feel like you're the type of person who would say there's a luck factor in there. The stats show that they really weren't the second best team. And I know these power rankings have them there, but I can't do it. So I'm surprised you went here. Yeah. And I think, again, it had a little bit to do with the teams that I have below them here. And like, I couldn't, you're talking about other teams making a big leap up there, or you're talking about um, like the chiefs, obviously are still hanging out there. And there's a lot of questions about what, what they're going to be with the changes they've gone through. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it might as well be the Bengals because again, I think having gone through that last year and now making the right changes to the biggest problem area, I think you combine those and, and, and I can live with the Bengals. I actually also had the Bengals at number four um, and I think part of that was, I did feel like there was a little bit of that luck factor. Uh, there was just that weird ending 
uh, to the Chiefs game. And I just feel like, you know, we might view them differently if they did not uh, advance there. I also sort of still have that Browns victory over them in my mind where they just got crushed by the Browns in that game. Uh, so I, I guess I, you know, that I keep coming back to that a little bit that, uh, you know, maybe they have some, a, a flaw or two here or there that could be exploited. Now, I do think they, they went a long way towards solving that uh, with upgrading significantly their offensive line, which was the number one thing they needed to do. And they do have, uh, you know, great receivers and they're going to be really good. And I, I feel the same way about uh, Joe Burrow that I do about Josh Allen. They just have the it factor. They're tough. They've got the swagger. Uh, they've got the determination to be great. They set the tone for their football team. Uh, but the other thing I think about the um, about the Bengals is the fact that um, they're in a very, very tough AFC North. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there are other teams in on this list that are going to have such a, a much easier time of it throughout the season because of the division that they play in. The AFC North is going to be so tough this year. Uh, so I didn't have them at number two. Um, but I did have them two spots down at number four. All right. Bengals at number two. I mean, this is like a, this is a bet on Joe Burrow, right? If you're saying the Bengals are the second best team in the AFC, it's mostly, obviously there's other factors, but it's mostly a bet on Joe Burrow. Is that, is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's like nine quarterbacks in the AFC that you could make the same bet on. I, I don't, I think we're past. You've got to have a certain level of quarterback, which is pro bowl, you better have a pro bowl quarterback, but so many teams in the AFC have that now. Then it's also what else? Because, and, and that's where, yes, the, the Bengals probably signed two starters on the offensive line. They still have Jamar chase, right? They, but we saw the Bengal, the Browns defense was better than the Bengals last year. Right. And so like to bet on Joe Burrow, it's like, well, you could, I could make that case with like six other quarterbacks. So it, I, it can't be just Joe Burrow and it's not for Scott. It's because what, that's what the other people said. I think the other people are wrong. I think the other people's power rankings are wrong. I, I'm, I'm going on the assumption. They spent a lot more time thinking about this than I did. So I'm going to trust them. <laughs> hey, I'm never going to believe that just because someone put more time and effort into something and they have much more knowledge than I do. I'm never going to believe their rankings are better than mine. That's right. All right. Well then Doug, you're up at number three. Guess who I'm taking the team I had first. The team that before this podcast started, Dan Lobby made a joke about this team, and I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers. That's the Chargers, the Chargers, see, because I think it's not. The Chargers lost that goofy overtime game to the Chiefs in the last month of the regular season last year, and then they lost the most ridiculous game we ever saw in the regular season in the history of the NFL to the Raiders at the end of last year. And they missed the playoffs. I don't think there's anything about the Bengals and the Chargers that would separate the chances of the Chargers having the kind of postseason run that the Bengals had if the Chargers hadn't tripped over their own feet and not even made the playoffs. They added J.C. Jackson, the best free agent cornerback in the offseason. They traded for Khalil Mack to add him to Joey Bosa. They have Derwin James. They re-signed Mike Williams when people thought he might leave. They still have Keenan Allen. And Herbert, I think Herbert is ready for the explosive jump. We know how tough that division's going to be because everybody in that division got better. 
but I think they got better at key spots. And if you're going to tell me, I love Joe Burrow, but if we're going to play bet on a quarterback, I'll actually take Justin Herbert first on the bet on the quarterback wheel spin. So I'm not saying it's a gap, but in my big mishmash where I think one through 10 are practically a coin flip, I had the chargers first and I'm super psyched to get them third. I, I toyed with taking them number one. And that was the joke I made before we, we hit record that I was going to take them number one, just to make you mad, Doug. And now we could have been brothers. We could have been I brothers mean, on the chargers. Listen, in a conference full of loaded rosters, the chargers might have the best roster. I haven't gone through every single person, but they might have the best roster in the AFC. Now we've, and frankly, I think we've said that about them before. They, they're, they're a team that always kind of comes up short of expectations. So that's, that's the hurdle they have to get over, but adding Khalil Mack. And I know, I think it was PFF that did an interview with uh, Brandon Staley, how he kind of wanted to set up Derwin James to be the quarterback of the defense. And the goal was to give him weapons this off season, kind of like what they do with Justin Herbert. Um, you know, if Austin Eckler is healthy, which is always a big if, that offense is really, really good. So I don't think it's crazy to put the Chargers this high. And, and I would, if I would have taken them number one, I don't think it would have been crazy. Um, but it's that, like you were saying, Mary Kay, that AFC West, I mean, how many of those teams are actually going to make the playoffs? Are they going to get three in? So, somebody's going to get left out and they're, they're going to beat up on each other all season long. Um, I, I, which is going to be fun to watch, but that that's kind of the one thing where it's like one of these teams is going to be really good and probably end up missing the playoffs. And a lot of times that team ends up being the chargers. Yeah. This, uh, the AFC West, I mean, my goodness, obviously uh, these are going to be some incredible games. The quarterbacking is just going to be phenomenal. I thought last year was so fun uh, to watch all the playoffs and uh, you know, and the Super Bowl. And just the regular season games, especially, you know, towards the end of the season, it was a blast. And it's just going to be more of the same. The Chargers are going to be a really good team. Um, and it, it will be interesting to see how these AFC West teams cancel each other out or what impact they have on each other. But I had them five and I could you could have made a case for them at number one or anywhere in the top five or even a little bit lower than that. And that was the difficulty of the exercise that we're trying to do today. I kind of put my list together very quickly before we got started. And I got all the way down to like number 10 or 11. And I was like, oh, shoot, that team should be up there at number five. <laughs> and I think we all had that moment, right? Because there are so many good quarterbacks, so many good quarterbacks. And that's what you need. You need the good quarterback. Anything can happen if you have the good quarterback. And there's so many of them now that, you know, anybody could be in, you know, in the top five, six, seven, eight. Just to, to, to clarify, the AFC West is weird and they're probably all not going to make the playoffs. The Chargers are going to make the playoffs. The Chargers will not be the team that's left out there. Just I, I mean, I, as a, I, I, a guarantee. I guarantee. Sorry, Scott. I, I had them fourth. Uh, they came in fourth in my ranking. Uh, hey, look, uh, the Chargers not meeting expectations, that's like their thing. Like their whole history pretty much is not meeting expectations all the way back to like the 80s. Like the Super Bowl that never happened in the early 80s, Chargers, Cowboys. They're like the Cowboys of the AFC in a lot of ways. They just, everybody expects a lot from them. They just, they don't get there. 
Um, maybe they will this year, but not on my ranking. So Mary Kay, you are up to wrap up the first round here. All right, I am gonna wrap up the first round with, and I'm, I, I feel pretty good about this. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up the first round with the Kansas City Chiefs, because you know what? I still really like Patrick Mahomes. And as I mentioned before, when you're dealing with excellent quarterbacks, uh, they can cover up for some ills and they can get you places where you normally wouldn't be able to go. And now there's a lot of those kind of guys, but I still think that uh, Patrick is pretty darn amazing. I do think, as I mentioned before, uh, that it will be interesting to see Patrick without Tyreek. I'm telling you, I mean, sometimes you, you, know, you got to have that guy and he does things that, uh, that not many receivers can do. So they're, they're going to have to find a way uh, to replace what they lost in Tyreek. And it's going to have to be kind of by committee. They're going to have to draft somebody. They're going to have to sign somebody. I still, they are somewhat interested in Jarvis Landry. And I actually think that not that Jarvis is Tyreek, but I think that he could be like one piece of the committee uh, to, to try to replace the production that you lost with Tyreek Hill. So I still think they're going to be good, uh, not just because of Patrick, but because of, uh, because of Andy Reid, because Andy Reid is such a good coach that he seems to somehow be able to find a way. He seems to, to just know how to uh, get the team on track when they go off the rails a little, on track when they go off the rails. And, uh, and I just really believe in him. And I think that, um, you know, their defense will be good. I mean, losing Teron Matthew, I, I think that hurts. He didn't have a great season, but um, you know, they need to, they need to add a few defensive pieces, especially maybe in the draft, but I still think they, they belong right here in the first round at number four. They did sign Marquez Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith Schuster to help make up for the loss of Tyree kill. I also wouldn't be surprised if they take one of the deep threat guys in the draft. Right. If someone like Jamison Williams or Chris Olave ends up there, item two. Yeah, this feels, I, I, I would have taken them. If I wouldn't have had the one pick and the bills went first, I would have taken them second. I, I just think. Like this, this is still the chiefs and granted, you know, two of their receivers are Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon, but they, they'll figure it out. I, I really, I mean, they still have Travis Kelsey. There is, you know, the thing that gives you pause is that like they won a Super Bowl because of the Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill connection. You know, that fourth down was that we we've seen it so many times over the years with those two together, just that ability to like, you know, Mahomes is going to extend a play for five or six seconds. And then, oh, there's Tyreek Hill wide open down the field. So they're, they're going to miss that a lot. And, and I think there might be some big moments where you don't have that and it costs them. But I still think this team, I, I think we have them too low. I think they ended up a little too low on this, but that speaks to this, just the strength of the AFC. Cause like, okay, who are you going to replace? Are, are they really that much better than the Chargers? Are they, are they that much better than the Bills? This is a tough team to, uh, to, to place. I also like the Justin Reed signing um, at safety. He's a really good player. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been a really good player for the Texans. And I think having him, if he's kind of the Teron Matthew replacement, he's not Teron Matthew, but I think he's really good. Mm -hmm. I had him third. Um, they were as high as second and as low as fifth in the rankings I went through. Uh, but all four of the teams um, that we've covered here are all like the, the first tier of teams that I had. There was nobody that, we mentioned that jumped up there or nobody that was left out either. So um, I think we could probably all agree maybe that I, I can't remember where you said the Bengals were on yours, Doug, but these top four teams seem, seem right. 
I do think so. It feels like none of us individually had the Chiefs as low as fourth, but because of who we had ahead of them, they wound up going fourth here, which was kind of odd. But so I think, Dan, you're right. This is probably too low because none of us had them fourth. I ruined wait, everything. Wait, I, I actually do. I do think it's the Bengals because I, I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have taken the Bengals second. I'm not sure if I would have had the Bengals in this first group of four if I were just sitting out and writing my own power rankings. I think they're good. I just don't know if I would have them in the first group of four. Doug, where did you have the um, two? The Chiefs at two. Two. But you but you didn't take them at three. Because of the team that I had number one. <laughs> number was one still available. I had the Chargers one. So stay true to his board. There. Oh, that's right. Stay in to your board. Uh, okay. Let's take best player available. Can't go right. wrong. Good job. <laughs> All right. Second round. Uh, I'm looking at my remaining list. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put the Browns here. I, I'm looking at who else I would pick in this spot. I've got Denver near here. I've got Indianapolis near here. Um, there's nobody else that really moves the needle for me, honestly, in this spot. And I actually would have taken the Browns ahead of the Bengals too. So I would have made them the first AFC North team. Now this is complicated, right? Because this is first of all, I don't think this team is complete. I don't know who the number two receiver is. I don't know who the number two edge rusher is. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be able to play before November. (laughs) There's a lot of questions on this football team, but I can't take anybody else ahead of them in this spot. And like I said, I would have taken them probably, I would probably have gone like Browns four, Bengals five. Like I said, if I were writing this out on my own, is that, is there, does anyone want to make an argument here for a team being ahead of the Browns? I think if you're arguing for anybody else here, other than the Browns, you're trying too hard, or you're assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't play a down this year. I think those are the only two, like you're overthinking it or you're, you're just imagining the Browns with Jacoby Brissett because I had him third on my list and I think there's kind of like a top five in the AFC as much as there's a mishmash. I think these are the five. I also had them third. I had them third. So Doug, it looks to me like our two, three, and four that were the same chiefs, Browns and Bengals, right? Yes. Our two, three, and four were the same. We just had different number ones. Um, So I had the Browns third And one of the reasons I had them third is because I walked away from the NFL annual meeting feeling like the NFL is not going to hand down this incredibly lengthy suspension. I could be wrong about that, but it seems to me that the fact that he got, you know, no build or non indictments on his two grand jury, uh, can, you know, configurations that, uh, that, I just don't think that they're going to suspend him for eight games. I think if anything, it's going to be maybe four or something like that. And I think they can overcome four games and still make the playoffs and win the division. And then when he's back, anything can happen. And when you add Amari Cooper and you add Deshaun Watson to a team that really just was pretty much elite quarterback play away from contending uh, for the playoffs, uh, then I just think that they'll be right up there with, with anybody else. I mean, I would put Deshaun Watson up against Patrick or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. And the Browns have everything else to go along with it. 
they've got an amazing defense. I think they're probably going to get Jadavian Clowney back. Those young guys are going to be so much better this year. And Greg Newsome and JOK and then Amari. I think the connection between Deshaun and Amari is going to be phenomenal. I think they'll draft another really good starting receiver. And, uh, and we already know what their running backs and their offensive line are all about. So I think they belonged, you know, I would have had them again. I have them at number three. And that is really just based on thinking that the, that the suspension is not going to crush them this year. So I didn't have them placed in a specific, at a specific number. Um, I had a second tier group of team teams that had seven teams in them and they were included in that. Uh, the highest they were ranked um, was kind of sixth. That was from PFF, which uh, kind of ran simulations um, and had them coming out at 9.3 wins. That is accounting for a six game suspension for Deshaun Watson. So nine wins with Jacoby Brissett playing six games. Um, they were all, they, other than that, though, they're, they're, you're looking at like ninth, 11th, 10th, 9th. So I kind of wanted to see where, where this played out. I, I'm, I agree that you could certainly, like best case scenario, best version, certainly um, they could be top five. It's, it's like, it's just what, what version is going to play the first half of this with them there. I mean, like I said, I didn't really put numbers on them. The only numbers I had were the top four the bottom three and the Steelers who are 13th period. Oh, wait, wait, way to spoil that Scott way to give that away. <laughs> they ended up 13th on every single ranking. I looked at. So if anybody picks them other than 13th, I have them at number 13. I'm going to be shocked. I'm, I'm just saying. I also have them at 13. <laughs> Ow. Oh my God. That's, that's so crazy. crazy. Uh, I, I will say I'd like a, a nine win Brown season with a six game suspension. Like if they can go three and three with Jacoby Brissett, that's six and five with Watson, or they go two and four with Jacoby Brissett. Now that's seven and four with Watson. I, I that feels too low to me. If you're like that, that kind of factoring in. Um, and I do think we had a long discussion before the pot. I'm like, what does this mean? Is it because the Browns with Watson for 17 games versus zero games versus there's a four game suspension or six or two or eight. It's very different things. Part of it to me is, when it times comes time at playoff time, like who's going to be in and then who's going to have a real shot. And if you don't think he's going to be suspended for the whole year and you think they can patch it together enough with the veteran and Jacoby Brissett, who knows how to do this, hover around 500 without Watson and then start rolling a little bit when he's back, it probably makes the playoffs and then, okay, now you're in now. How do you feel about their shot? That's kind of my thinking of putting them, third right that maybe not in september but by december i think they have a very good chance to maybe be the third best team in the afc i i also just still have some questions about the stuff you know like i said i don't think this roster is complete right you know when i look at some of these other rosters like kansas city sort of having the same problem like okay they traded tyreek hill and, and now you're kind of looking at that offense and saying okay outside of travis kelsey kind of what do they have going on Like, I still think the Browns need to add something. And I don't know what that looks like. Like Amari Cooper is a great addition, but Amari Cooper is also not Jamar Chase. He's not, he's not in that elite, elite level of receiver. He's 
kind of that tier below. He's going to be this team's number one. He's going to have an awesome year. I still need to see them add something more at receiver. You know, I still need to kind of see, okay, now David Njoku is your number one tight end. I got to see what that looks like with him at number one and with better quarterback play. You know, I've, I've got to see, was last year an aberration with Kareem Hunt or is kind of that first year that he kind of started getting hurt. Is this going to be sort of a trend? And now they sort of have to cobble that together a little bit. So there's just some, some more questions, I guess, on this roster. And I actually sort of felt the same way when I looked at Kansas city, like I would ask myself that about the Browns and I'd be like, well, do you believe that much? in Marquez Valdez Scantling, like the Brown, like Amari Cooper is better than any wide receiver that the chiefs have. So you know, I, I really like where this team is headed, but I just don't know that this roster is complete yet. And I, I want to see what they do in the draft. I want to see if they go add, you know, maybe they bring Jarvis back. Maybe they bring Jadavian Clowney back, like you were saying, Mary Kay. And I think we'll have a better idea of kind of where this team stacks up roster-wise. But the reality is if you have Sean Watson, he puts you in that same sentence as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and all, all these other guys. I think I had them third. I think if Baker Mayfield was the Browns quarterback, I might have them 12th. <laughs> and I'm not being hyperbolic. You like know, I, in, a, in a world where they'd be the it Miami matters Dolphins. so much. But, and, but like the Dolphins also added like a bunch of stuff. The Dolphins just added Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins, like the Dolphins build up a little bit. So, cause, cause Watson's Watson, but then also it, feels like it lessens the impact of Amari Cooper if you're not sure how they're going to use him if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. So everybody knows the Deshaun Watson stuff, but that's a little window, right? Like, why did they do this? It's like, well, because they might have gone from the 12th best team in the AFC to the third best team. Mm-hmm. And, and great quarterback play elevate, kind of elevates everyone or it has the ability to elevate everyone like a level, right? So you know, if you're average, a great quarterback can make you good. If you're kind of on that fringe, a great quarterback can maybe make you elite. I mean, that's that's really the difference in having a guy like Deshaun Watson makes. That's why you give up three first round picks and mm-hmm. a bunch and pay him two hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, it's exactly the reason why they went all in and that they not only took on uh, all of that draft pick debt, but why they why they and why they spent all that money, but also why they took on the this enormous controversy that is now currently hanging over this club for the opportunity to compete with all of these other teams and all of these other quarterbacks that they were talking about. They viewed this as worth all of that trouble. All right. So our top five, and I think this is probably kind of that first tier, although there is another team out there that I I would maybe put in this group. Uh, but Buffalo, Cincinnati, LA, Kansas City, and then the Browns. Um, and I think you could put those teams in any order. And I don't think there would be much of an argument. But Scott, you are up now with the second pick in the second round, number six overall. Man, like I said, there's a big jumble here for me. Um, I could just go with go with my uh, aggregate rankings here and make it easy. But uh, heck, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the Broncos. They were fifth. They came in fifth. Everybody was picking them fourth or fifth in the AFC, except for USA, USA Today. USA Today was not having it. They were picked 11th. Um, and 11. that's kind of the one of the reasons I hesitated because the Broncos were worse on defense last year than they were on offense. Now, obviously, adding Russell Wilson 
gives them a quarterback that, you know, puts you in that, in that category of you have the guy, um, assuming he, you know, doesn't, doesn't keep on the downward trajectory he kind of was last year. Um, but besides that, again, you're looking at other teams, I guess you could easily say are in here. Um, Colts got a new quarterback. A lot of people like them, the Ravens. We're talking about the Ravens being healthy again and all that potential. Um, but I don't know. I'll go with the Broncos. They seem to be the biggest uh, overnight contender sensation of March uh, by adding Russell Wilson. So they're my team here. I'm just asking because I'm dumb. What did they add besides Russell Wilson? Apparently it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> uh, Randy Gregory. Oh, yeah. And they added that DJ Jones. DJ Jones. Two defensive um, linemen and Russell Wilson. Yeah. This is and, high. And they should me. get um, Bradley Chubb was hurt a lot of last year as well. So uh, he's back and healthy. He's kind of, he's obviously incredibly talented. Uh, he only played seven games last year for them. Um, so health has been a little bit of an issue for him. So that's always a big question. But if he's on the field, he makes that defense better. Once again, they are stuck in, you know, just this unbelievable division where it's going to be so hard uh, to win football games, even with an elite quarterback. It just seems crazy to even say that. Uh, but I actually put them sixth as well. I have them sixth on my big board here of AFC, AFC teams because I'm such a huge Russell Wilson fan and I just believe in him and I kind of forgot about last year and just think that he's going to be refreshed and renewed and that he's going to be able to overcome uh, a lot of ills. So it might be high for him. It might be high here because there are other teams that I like, and there are other teams that did things this off season that I like a lot. Um, but it's Russell Wilson. And I guess I still believe that he is one of the best of all time. I like their weapons too on offense. I like Cortland Sutton. I like Jerry Judy. Um, I, I like, I, look, let's also not forget, they should be coached better. They should have a better scheme this year. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett's going to be a good head coach, um, but he's going to be an upgrade over Pat Shermer as, as a play caller. That's not real hard to do. Um, so I, I think that helps. And it, it this kind of comes down to like, is Russell Wilson, was he just hurt last year? Or is there an actual real decline that's happening? Um, and, and is he sort of barreling towards the end? And I think that kind of determines how Denver ends up. This was the other team. When I said like, there's a clear tier of like top teams in the AFC, this was the other team that I kind of thought we could maybe put in that group. Uh, but I do think they're, they're just a level below right now. The Browns, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Chargers. Um, they might be a little more. It depends how you feel about the Bengals. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of like right on the fringe of, the, of this group of elite teams in the conference. So I think we've got them in the right spot here. Adam 10th. I think, I think it's possible that I don't think Russell Wilson's going to fall off a cliff, but Scott said, assuming he's not on a downward trend, it's like, okay, well, assuming Nathaniel Hackett's a good head coach as a first year head coach. Okay. And it's like, well, you like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. It's like, okay. But like compared to the other receivers <laughs> in the AFC, what is, what is Jerry Judy? And what, the, what have they ever done? Now they had to deal with Drew Locke. I just think there are actually a decent number of questions here. And I think there are a couple 
I have them 10th. I have teams, two teams that I thought are more established winners are better franchises, are better teams, and I still think will be better than them. And I have two other teams that I thought added more than the Broncos did by adding Russell Wilson. But this is a reflection to me of like, hey, if I think the Broncos are the 10th best team in the AFC, that's how good the AFC is. The Broncos right now might be like the third best team in the NFC. I don't know. What is it? The Rams, the Packers, Tom Brady, if he's still a cyborg, and then and then it would be these guys. So like the I I get it. I get it. But I think there are I think there are more sure bets. I think there's a couple things that you're kind of counting on here with the Broncos that might not hit. Okay, Doug, so you are up. It sounds like the board is falling the way you want it yet again as you get to pick number seven. Now I'm going to reach. Now I'm going to reach for a team that everybody has 11th. This is, maybe I won't. Uh, I have them here, but I almost now, I want to talk myself out of taking them. <clears throat> I'll take them. I'll take Miami. Ooh, I'll take, okay. I'll take Tyreek Hill. I'll take Teron Armstead as a left tackle that they added. They added uh, Connor Williams on the offensive line. That'll help them. I'll take Mike McDaniel as a, as a head coach, another first-year head coach. I just said, Daniel Hackett, what's that guy going to be? This, so I just took another first-year head coach. I get it. Tua, not on the same level so far of a lot of these other guys. But they added Cedric Wilson. In addition to Tyreek Hill, they have Jalen Waddell. They re-signed Agba, right? They didn't. like. I feel like there's a couple things coming together here. And they got it together last year in the second half of the season under Brian Flores, who they then punted unceremoniously in an awful way. So I don't know if that hangs over the franchise at all, but I feel like they have some, they have multiple pieces they added. And I think that their quarterback play won't be as good as a lot of other teams, but I think there's a lot of other things maybe happening for them. And this is an, this is an addition team. This is a team um, that I'm banking on because they were up there a little bit more in the improvement index, but I understand probably a lot of people don't have them this high. It might see this as a reach. I, I had no idea what to do with them. So I, I'm glad they're gone. I'm glad I don't have to have to make a decision on them. Yeah. I had them 12th. Um, they were, they were 12th and four of the other rankings I looked at. They were 10th in the other. Um, I put them right with the Steelers there in this third tier that like wasn't in that middle group where, you know, the Browns or I had the Browns and they weren't in that bottom three that I think we're probably all going to eventually get to here. Um, see, I'm not sure. I think, I don't know. We said a lot of these things about the Dolphins last year, right? They, they seem like a team that seemed ready to kind of people thought they might make a, a little bit of a jump. Um, I don't know. I, it's higher than I had them. I'll say that. Yeah, I had them. Uh, I had them at 11. And I think once again, I just keep, it's almost like I was doing quarterback rankings, you know, <laughs> like I, it's almost like I was just like, Tua, no, he's 11. Um, so that, that was, you know, like if I had to do just the quarterback rankings, it probably would match up pretty closely to the way that I have the teams, uh, because that's how much impact I believe that these quarterbacks have on, on their teams. But I mean, you make great points about, I mean, you can be a heck of a lot better quarterback uh, when, you know, when you have Tyreek Hill. So that does make a huge difference. I, I think really, really good receivers are so incredibly valuable. 
Um, but anyway, so yes, I had them a little bit lower than that, but a case can certainly be made. And I do think both to, I went high on the chargers and on the dolphins who have third year quarterbacks. And I do think, so Burrow made a jump in year two, right? But I do think sometimes we can want too much from young quarterbacks. And so I think now in year three, Justin Herbert will elevate even above year two. And I think in year three, Tua might get it together a little bit. And so I don't think he's in the top tier of guys. But when you run through their weapons now, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, Mike Gusecki, they signed Chase Edmonds. Like they, ha- they have some things for to, to elevate him a little bit. And so um, I think they'll be good. I think the argument against having them this high is that there's two, there's other good teams who deserve to be here more, but I don't have a ton of doubt about the dolphins. I think they will be a pretty good competitive football team. They're fast. They're really fast. I mean, they're going to be a yards after catch monster. It's just going to, the question is going to be, can they get the ball down the field? Can Tua push the ball down the field when they need to do that? Um, But this should be a really interesting offense to watch with McDaniels and McDaniel and, speed and just all the things they can do um, with those weapons. Um, But it's just going to be, can they get the ball down the field? It's just a difficult team. I can't figure them out. So like I said, I'm glad I don't have to deal with them. Mary Kay, you're up to wrap up the second round. I am going to go with a team here that we're very familiar with and that I don't think should be forgotten just because of what happened to them last year. They had so many injuries last year, and yet they still were almost in it up until the end because they are so well coached and uh, they have such a dynamic quarterback. And I am talking about the Baltimore Ravens. So I've got the Ravens here. And again, I feel like we may have kind of forgotten about them a little bit because of what went down last year, but I think they should be getting a lot of those guys back. Um, They were so beat up and yet they still won. What was it? Eight games. Um, and they, they were held together with, you know, whatever, glue and tape and whatnot. Uh, so I think if they're back healthy, they're going to be right in the thick of it. I have them here at number eight. The biggest sigh of relief I think the Browns fans had to have this offseason was, was when Zadarius Smith backed out of that contract. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the only real question I kind of have about them, obviously, you know, how they come back healthy and, and how Lamar looks, you know, after last season. Those are certainly relevant, but the only thing they really kind of I don't have an answer for is rushing the passer. Like how do they create pressure? Um, But they add Marcus Williams to play safety. That's already a really good secondary that should get healthy again. Um, Getting JK Dobbins back and getting those running backs back on the field, I think will help Lamar look better. Um, There's still a lot to like about the Ravens. And frankly, I mean, Mary Kay, you kind of touched on this. This is almost like a culture pick too, right? Like, at some point you have to ask yourself, how low am I really going to put the Baltimore Ravens if they're healthy and they have all their pieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Organizationally. I mean, they're, they're so good organizationally that somehow they find a way and nobody's happy obviously with what went on with them last season, but the fact that they hung in there as long as they did when they, you know, when they had so many injuries, I thought it was remarkable. Yeah. We give a lot of credit to the Ravens last season, the Steelers the year before that, being as good as they were, despite all the injuries. Uh, we, we don't really talk about the Browns last year that way. Like nobody really talks about the Browns last year that way, like giving them a lot of credit for 
making it through and getting eight wins out of that season, despite injuries everywhere. And I don't know. I just, I was thinking about that the other day, like it's track record. I mean, you know, the Ravens and Steelers have a much better track record of success and um, those front offices have been thought of more highly than the Browns have over the course of that, that time period. But it's just funny how we, uh, we look at those as like successful, successful outcomes, despite everything the Ravens and Steelers had to overcome. We don't really give the Browns that kind of, but do you think the Browns injuries could, could be compared in any way, shape or form to the Ravens injuries last year? I mean, they they lost their whole entire secondary, including two all pro cornerbacks. That would have been, would have been like the Browns being without Denzel and Greg Newsom. And a lot of that happened before the season though. And they were able to kind of prepare, um, the Browns stuff, a lot of it just seemed to be ongoing. I mean, look, injuries are injuries. And, you know, one position on one team doesn't have the impact that that position has on the other team, that kind of thing. It's, it's all adversity, but I just, we don't, I don't think we talk about the Browns the same way mm-hmm. as we talk about those other teams. Not, I'm, I'm not scolding anybody. I'm just, it's just an <laughs> observation. <laughs> no, I think it's well said. Uh, I do think, it's possible that culture and defense matters slightly less when everybody's chucking it around. And there were two good teams in the AFC who were sort of run first offenses. I guess three, probably, right? Three Titans, Ravens, Browns. They ran it more than they threw it. And the Browns added Deshaun Watson in the market. And the Ravens are still going to try to do it this way. The Ravens' best receivers are Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman. And if we wanted to do a draft of like the best receiving groups in the AFC, I think they'd be <clears throat> kind of down there right now. JK Dobbins is going to be back and they're going to run it. I, I like Lamar. Lamar is a franchise quarterback to me, but Lamar is kind of Lamar. And this parade of quarterbacks has been added to the AFC. And I think he's moving down the list, not because he's getting worse, but because you've added Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and all these guys to the AFC. And so I'm not disputing having the Ravens here. I, Mary Kay, you picked them eighth. I had them eighth. I initially had them 11th. And then I, we started the draft and I was looking at myself and I was like, nah, this doesn't seem right. And I just flip flopped my eighth team and my 11th team. And I moved the Ravens up, but at they, I'm not sure what cultures, you know, I don't know how far culture takes you. If you need to move the ball 80 yards in 52 seconds at the end of a game. Right. Cause I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not out on the Ravens. I always take John Harbaugh like first when we have a coach draft, but I think there's less certainty to them as the rest of the conference improves. New defensive coordinator too. Link Martindale is out. Um, so they've got a new defensive coordinator. Also. Yeah, but it's the, it's the Michigan guy. It's Mike McDonald who stopped Ohio state. They'll be fine. He's good. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it was, I can't remember the exact quote, but I know one of Mary Kay's stories from the owners meetings, it, it might've been deep Podesta, It might've been Barry, but one of them said, uh, made note of how the Browns plan to make use of Watson's legs. And it's it, the way it was said, it felt like make more use than perhaps the Texans did. So I started wondering, what if the Browns offense starts to look like the Ravens offense? You want to talk about getting Chubb and Hunt on the field together? <laughs> you have Watson standing there in a the shotgun with flanked by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I guess that's one idea. But when he said that, I just started thinking 
is that the territory they're going to get into? Is that how you get those two guys, two running backs on the field together while also, you know, making the most of, as Stefanski said, getting the most out of Deshaun Watson's abilities, uh, which to me would mean getting as much as you can out of his legs, maybe more so than the Texans did. That would be interesting. Yeah, Yeah. that would be very, that would be incredibly scary. Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Watson is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 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 And I did ask just as, as an aside, I did specifically ask Andrew and Paul, uh, do you, don't you guys, do you worry about the risk or are you going to let him run? And they're like, we are going to let him run. Okay. He's never been somebody who got a lot of designed runs with the Texans. He, his yards were scrambles. Like there's, there's like, uh, there's Lamar Jackson. There's um, like Jalen Hurts last year. There's Kyler Murray. Those guys are like in the thirties, forties, fifties design runs in, Deshaun Watson's been 10, 10, 12, 15, that kind of range. So it would be quite a difference if they did go that route. All right, let's take a break and then we will finish this thing out. And back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, power ranking the AFC teams. Here's a quick recap of where we're at after two rounds. Buffalo one, Cincinnati two, the Chargers three, Kansas City four, Cleveland five, Denver six, Miami seven, Baltimore eight. I am back on the clock here, and I'm going to dip into the AFC South. And let me make sure here on my list. Yeah, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. That's a team should have made the playoffs last year, got bad quarterback play uh, down the stretch. Uh, I mean, to hear the way they've talked about Carson Wentz and just wanting to get him out of there is like stunning. I am not the biggest Matt Ryan fan. We talked about Russell Wilson kind of on the back end. I've never really loved Matt Ryan, even when he was in his prime, but I think he's a good quarterback. I think he can do what they need to do with Jonathan Taylor and and kind of run that offense, give them just solid professional quarterback play. And in that division, I mean, that's a two-team division. So they've got a chance to make the playoffs for sure. And I actually probably would have put them – ahead of Baltimore. So I'll take him here to start the third round, Indianapolis. First AFC South team off the board. They I were think- actually ranked last among that middle tier group of teams. Um, Point-wise on my, uh, my own aggregation here, they were like as high as eighth, as low as 11th. So, you know. And some right. of this too, some of this too is trying to figure out like, am I picking a team because of where I think their record will be? Or am I picking a team just because I think they're, better like I think the Colts will end up with a good record because like I said that division is not very good um but does that does that mean they're going to be better than some of the teams they have a better record then maybe not but I I still like them in the spot win the division and lose to the wild card team from the AFC West in their first playoff game right like that kind of thing or like because that team's better yeah the Titans did last year I had them ninth you picked them ninth so I'm right here I just think Matt Ryan's jersey rather than saying Ryan on the back of his jersey this year, it should just say not Wentz because <laughs> that's who their quarterback is. It's not Carson Wentz. It's a functional adult. Anyway, we have the adult quote about the Browns. How about an adult quote about Carson Wentz? Poor Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, man. Nobody wants him. The commanders were like, oh, we'll take Carson Wentz. What <laughs> were they thinking? What? Wouldn't you rather have Baker Mayfield than Carson Wentz? I would. So Carson Wentz sucks. So Matt Ryan's old. 
but he doesn't suck. And I think the Colts, this is the Ravens and the Colts. When we were talking about the Broncos, there are two like good franchises that I have ahead of the Broncos. It's the Ravens and the Colts. The Colts have like almost everything else. They have a good defense. They have a good offensive line. They have a running game. I like Michael Pittman and some of the receivers. And they just had a dingling at quarterback. And now they have a responsible older gentleman. And I think perhaps they might be significantly better. And they were on the cusp of the playoffs with the dingling. So I think a Brown tier is correct, but I wouldn't go much than right for them. Well, first of all, let me say that I did talk to uh, some people from uh, the Washington football team at the NFL annual meeting about Carson Wentz. And they said, what's not to love about 27 touchdowns and only seven interceptions? What's not to love about that? Uh, Baker Mayfield had 17 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Uh, and I think that there is a, I think it was a, there's something about Carson Wentz. You, you describe him as a dingling. There's something about him that hits wrong in a, in a locker room. And I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. Maybe the Washington commanders will unlock it and figure it out because he doesn't suck at quarterback when he's coached well. I mean, I mean, you can't suck and have that kind of touchdown to interception ratio. So I, you know, I mean, if Matt, if Matt Ryan ends up throwing 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, that's not going to be uh, the worst thing in the world for the Colts. That's a lot of touchdowns and you should be winning a lot of games for that. And of course he, he just fell apart at the end and they had no use for that. I mean, it was, you know, once he got to those last two games, I mean, he, he just fell apart, uh, but 27 and seven, that's not bad. And they're excited to get that in Washington. I can promise you that. Um, but I still had the Colts here at, at number nine. And if I had it, yes, I had them here at number nine. I was going to say there was a team I would have had of them. And I do have a team ahead of them that we haven't picked yet. But I think number nine is about right. I think Matt Ryan's going to do well. And the reason why Baker Mayfield wanted to go to the Colts is because it's plug and play. Get some good quarterback. Mm -hmm. It is plug play. and play. Yeah. You get some good quarterback play and off you go. Kind of like the Browns. So I think this is the right spot for them. However excited was Washington <laughs> was to get Carson Wentz, they weren't as excited as the Colts were to get rid of Carson Wentz. I know. So maybe, maybe sucks is the wrong word. Maybe hated is a better word. Yeah. And it doesn't you, suck. It, just nobody likes him. Well, yeah, it, it's a very bizarre thing. It's bizarre because he had Frank Reich, who he he fared very well with in Philadelphia, obviously. And you, you would have thought that that would have been the perfect pairing. And it still wasn't. So very interested to see how this works out, because just from a production standpoint, of course, those last two games were horrible. But from a production standpoint, they're very excited about what they're getting. I have a philosophical question here, Doug. Mm. Would you rather would you rather suck and be loved by your teammates, or I don't know how to finish that? Be hated be by your teammates. Be productive and hated. Yeah, I personally think I currently fit more of the model of productive <laughs> but hated. So I guess I would rather be productive. Well, what would I rather be? I do enjoy being loved. 
which I wish I could be someday. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, franchise quarterback, you run the lock, like you, you set the tone for the entire locker room. So actually, I think, no, I think actually you'd rather be loved. You'd rather be like mediocre game manager, borderline suck, but everybody like rallies around you. Because I think at some point, it doesn't matter what your production is. If like the way you handle yourself is going to tank the locker room and eventually tank the team, you might be able to get away with it for a little bit, but I don't think it's sustainable long-term if everybody dislikes you. Yeah. Nobody wants to be Bo Callahan. You know, nobody comes to your birthday party. Yeah. You're the number one pick and all, but I mean, you know, but how'd you get there? <laughs> What's the point of all that money? If nobody comes to your birthday party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It is. It is weird. I did like have a long conversation with somebody like, what is it about this guy? Like, what is it? I mean, he seems like a decent human being, right? I've talked to him myself a few times. He seemed perfectly fine, but there's something, there's something that just seems to be off, or at least it has been to this point. Is it my dislike of Carson Wentz irrational? How we, we talk, he's never played for the Browns. And I rip on this guy all the time. There must be something about him. I don't know what it is either. I just don't <laughs> like him. I know why you don't like him. It's leftover from the, the trade. He, do, he does have those Browns. There is that tie, even though he never played yeah, for the Browns, true. there is that connection to the Browns. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, Scott, you are up. Second pick in the third round. All right, we're, we got a lot of teams here that like, just played over expectation last year. And there's a few to pick from. I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, I don't know how that team ended up with the number one seed in the AFC last year. I mean, they missed Derrick Henry for half the season. Uh, man. But I think they got Robert Woods, right? Um, so they added him. They get you, You're assuming they get a healthy Derrick Henry back. It's just a team that you know is probably going to – they're going to be flirting with 10 wins partly because of the, the division and just, just how they've been over the last, you know, three, four, five years. So it seems like a good place to put them. I don't think they're ahead of the Colts. I didn't have them ahead of the Colts. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with the Titans. Also added Austin Hooper. Let's not forget mm. about that. Scott would like to rescind his pick. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I change it? <laughs> they, they only outscored opponents by like 50-some points last year but had 12 wins, which I don't know. That's, that's hard to do. I think what's standing out to me though, is like, like, I mean, you mentioned it. If the Browns still had Baker Mayfield, this is how we would be talking about them. Right. Like if you've got Robert Woods and AJ Brown as you know, your, your top two wide receivers and Derrick Henry in the backfield, it's a pretty good football team. They have a good pass rush. That's a, that's a decent little building block right there, but yeah. You got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, and we kind of saw what he did in that playoff game. Ryan Tannehill, the only ones took seventh in our quarterback draft, but we won't. We don't need to re-legislate that. But this is sort of this is sort of a reminder of the leap the Browns took, really just by going and getting Deshaun Watson. I, I had the Titans right here at number ten. So the way that we're that this is sh- shaking out. I have a lot of nosers going on. I'm sure everybody else does too, but, but I had them right here at number 10. And once again, we're in this area where there's four teams, four or five teams that you could have put, you know, in any order right here. But this is the number one seed in the AFC that is 10th in this draft. They didn't have their best player retire. 
They didn't lose nine key free agents. Their coach didn't quit. They're kind of the same team. They're actually getting their best player back healthy for the whole season, we assume. They added a pretty good receiver. They're not any worse. But they weren't as good as they were last year, though. Right, right. But, well, neither were the Bengals. But, I, I, like, it's, it's odd. This, I think, is as reflective of anything of how much better the AFC got this offseason, that the Titans basically stood pat and the number one seed, I had them 11th, the number one seed went 10th in this draft and nobody is arguing against it. Yeah. And again, they're going to win a lot of games. They got the Texans and the Jaguars in their division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like this team is going to be like almost like the Steelers under Mike Tomlin in a lot of ways. Like Mike Tomlin never finishes below 500. Like I feel like Mike Vrabel might end up being that type of coach that, you know, even if he doesn't have a great team, you know, they're going to have a good enough roster and have good enough coaching that they're always going to win. Like, eight or nine games and in really good years, they're going to get to 12 or 13 and, and maybe have a chance to win a Super Bowl. But I, I feel like they're that sort of team. Um, and yeah, that division. Look, the Steelers benefited from their division too at times and getting to play the Browns twice a year. So um, that, that division is certainly going to help them this season. And by the way, Mike Vrabel, Northeast Ohio native, may have access to this podcast. Walt Jesuit grad may take the fact that we just picked the Titans 10th in the AFC and slap that baby right up on the locker room in Tennessee. <laughs> Just remember, we I was are- the one who picked you. All these <laughs> other people on here, we're going to pass you up. Not me. We, we are a Mike Vrabel podcast here, by the way. Just, just to we put do. that on record, we are a Mike Vrabel podcast. We are also the podcast of a, another quarterback out there who has not been selected, but I think his team's name is going to be called here soon enough. Uh, Doug, you are up with the third pick in the third round. Psyched to get him. I had him seventh on my list. I'll take him 11th. It's the Raiders. There it is. I'm surprised they lasted this long. They added Devontae Adams. Last year was the season, the, the worst it could have gone for them. Their coach got fouled in the middle of the year. They had the horrible uh, vehicular death caused by Henry Ruggs that ended his career. Damon Arnett, first round pick, got dumped off the team. Like everything went wrong for them and they still made the playoffs. And they added one of the best receivers in the NFL who has a personal relationship with the quarterback who we wondered if he might not be around with the Raiders, Derek Carr is staying. And they added Josh McDaniels running the show who people seem to think is, you know, a pretty good offensive mind. I I think this is too low for them. So I almost, when I was doubting myself about taking Miami seventh, if I wouldn't have taken Miami, I would have taken the Raiders. And now I get them a a full round later at 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel bad about, I had the Raiders at number eight. I think Derek and Devante are going to be dynamite together. Uh, I I think Josh is going to do a really good job uh, with that football team. Uh, I I just think that connection is going to be really, really good. Uh, So I feel a little bit bad that we're, that we (laughs) let them go this long. And actually when I picked the Ravens where I did at, at number eight, I, I kind of debated. I was thinking, God, I wonder if I should put the Raiders there. Uh, but I just kind of stuck true to my board. And, uh, and I, I left them there at number eight, and I didn't take them. But, um, but I think they're going to be really good. Once again, they are in the, uh, in the gauntlet, right? I mean, they're in the Bermuda Triangle of, of divisions. And it's just going to be, you can be amazing. And it's going to be so hard to win every game in your division. Uh, but 
nevertheless, I think they'll win their share. And uh, I'm a huge Derek Carr fan. They played way over expectation last year. They, they were outscored by 65 points. Um, that was fourth worst in the AFC, and yet they got 10 wins. They had four overtime games. Um, they had the biggest – they had the best season over expectation of anybody in the AFC, if you're into Pythagorean theorem and stuff like that. Um, but they certainly did go out and make changes that you would think could get them on the right path. I mean, if they didn't go out and make a, a significant coaching change and you didn't have someone like Devontae Adams, you, you might be looking at a team that is falling the wrong way. So that they have a chance now. Um, I don't know if I would have put them at seventh. Is that what you said, Doug? Seventh? Yes. Um, but yeah, they're for me again, they're in that, that middle group of, you know, could go either way. Right. And just when we, when we talk about weapons, you know, we talked about those, um, all the Raiders weapon, or I'm sorry, the Chargers weapons, you know, Devonte Adams, uh, who we've talked about, but Hunter Renfro, um, really good. Josh Jacobs is a nice running back. You got Darren Waller. If he's healthy again, um, you know, he's really good. Max Crosby is one of the best edge rushers in football. They, they've got some guys, which is strange to say, because I think clearly that is the fourth best team in that division on paper, right? Or are they third? I, I would say they're fourth, but does anyone want to, we have them fourth in our, in our rankings here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitively had them ahead of the Broncos. The Broncos went sixth okay. in our draft. The Raiders just went 11th. I had the Raiders seventh and the Broncos 10th. So I think the Raiders have a better, they didn't get a new quarterback, but to me, adding Devonte Adams mm-hmm. as a number one receiver to Derek Carr is almost like getting a new quarterback that we thought Derek Carr was good before. And now he has this guy that he played with in college. Who's awesome. I'd rather have the Raiders passing attack than the Broncos passing attack. And then if we're going to start going through everything else, I don't see a huge edge for Denver. So I just think the Raiders are a better team. What's worse losing to case Keenum or almost losing to Nick Mullins. (laughs) Like literally their coach got fired in the middle of the year for off the field (laughs) ridiculousness. And one of their best players killed somebody in a car crash. Like they should have been three and 14 last year. So I understand like, so I like, I agree with all that, but like they should have, they played close games, whatever. I thought by the end of last year, we all agreed Derek Carr, he'd be the Brown savior, right? We had 50,000 Derek Carr conversations on this podcast because we thought he dragged that franchise to the playoffs like on the strength on the on his back and so you have that guy as your quarterback with an offensive-minded head coach and arguably the best receiver in football and i'm supposed to put them behind the team that has Cortland sutton and jerry judy because they got russell wilson who might be on the decline like i'm just i just i think the raiders will be a better team than the broncos and then max crosby gave a bunch of money go ahead mary Kay. We're going to have to do this again, obviously, after the draft, probably. But I just have to believe that the Broncos are going to supply Russell Wilson with some really good receivers out of this draft. And you can draft a a Garrett Wilson or a Drake London or somebody like that and transform your passing game overnight. So I don't think they're going to leave Russell Wilson high and dry. Nobody would be dumb enough to do that. And again, we can only go by what we see right now. Uh, but I just have a feeling that uh, that Russell's going to have a little more than he has right now. But they've drafted receivers. Jerry Judy was a first-round pick. K.J. Hamler and Cortland Sutton were second-round picks. They have young receivers. Just none of them are Devontae Adams. Right. But that that's why 
I think they'll probably add to the pile. I think there's something to be said too, as we go through the, you know, we look at these weapons, like, you know, like you said, Doug, Devontae Adams has a case to be the best receiver in football. Mm-hmm. You know, Darren Waller has, is what, top four, top five tight end if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Williams, or Max Crosby um, mm-hmm. is, who's Max Williams? Is that a basketball player? I don't know. Max Crosby, <laughs> <laughs> Max Crosby is, you know, one of the better edge rushers in football. There are guys on this roster that you can say like, okay, that guy is legitimately top, you know, in Devontae Adams case, maybe number one, but top five at his position. And I, I do think that means something, uh, you know, when you kind of talk about that talent, now it's got to all come together and Derek Carr has to play well, um, but it, they're going to be tough. That's what makes this division so tough. It, it's mm-hmm. that the teams at the bottom of that division are really good too. Mary Kay, you are up to wrap up the third round. Yeah, you know what? And again, I'm sticking true to my board here. I already told you who I had at number 13. Uh, so I have somebody higher than um, than the Steelers. And there's only two teams you could go with here at this right. spot. There's only two that you could go with. And so for me, it would have been between the Steelers and the Patriots. And because I had uh, the Steelers just one notch below the Patriots, I'm going to stick with that. And so I'm going to go with the Patriots. But you could have gone with either, either one here, I think. Um because I don't even know if Mitch Trubisky is necessarily going to be the Steelers starter this season. I mean, if they land a, a better quarterback, they'll, they'll start the better quarterback, but um, the Patriots, I don't know. I put them a little bit ahead. I don't have any, you know, great reason for it, except for it's Bill Belichick and it's the Patriots. And I think uh, I'm not, I'm not sold on Mitch Trubisky yet, and that's all we have to go on for the Steelers right now. So I guess I'm sticking with the Patriots here at number 12. So let's have the Steelers discussion, because obviously I'll take them next. You were right, Mary Kay. There were two teams to pick here. It was going to be the Patriots or the Steelers, and then I was going to take whoever was left. So I, I guess let's have that Steelers discussion with Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback. I, I think that helps them because Ben was – Ben was really bad. Like he couldn't get the ball downfield consistently. You know, Mitch isn't some savior, but I do think it makes them a little better, but I don't know. How do we all feel about the Steelers right now on April 1st before, before they've even drafted? Well, their defense is pretty good and their culture is good. And is that good enough? I mean, can can they make, can they make the, I mean, they made the playoffs last year, right? Mm -hmm. And on the backs of their defense and big Ben making plays late in games. Does that formula work this year, though? We've talked about how great the AFC is. I mean, it, it seems like that formula is going to be a lot harder to, to replicate. They're the fourth best team in their division. Does anybody argue that? So, no. I mean, they capitalized last year on the fact that the Ravens were super hurt mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield got hurt and the Browns, everything went south with the Browns. And they yeah. were just good enough to hang around. But if we think... The Ravens are going to be healthy and the Browns have made moves to be better. You know, Mitch Trubisky being an upgrade from Ben Roethlisberger is not enough. So I think they're the fourth best team in the division and no, they're not a playoff team. Yeah. They were, they were lucky to make the playoffs at nine wins and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was basically because of the tie. So I don't, yeah, I agree. They're the fourth best team. It's that doesn't mean that the games against them aren't going to be tough, especially when they're playing other division opponents, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I think everybody has to see number one, what this offense is going to look like 
no matter who's playing quarterback, because I think you kind of have to assume it's going to look different than what it did with Roethlisberger because he had limitations at the end. And number two, does how does Mitch Trubisky fit into that, and does he really make make it better? Um, I mean, it's it's a redemption project, and I, that's a weird place for the Steelers to be. And I mean, you just have to wonder if they have something up their sleeve. I've actually watched with my own two eyes, Mike Tomlin talking, you know, to Malik Willis and looking at him in a way that everybody needs somebody to look at that. I mean, you know, I've seen that, you know, we've seen, you know, they have, you know, Kenny Pickett right in their backyard, right there. They know plenty about him. You know, maybe they have something else up their sleeve that, you know, that we're just not sure about right now but the thing about the Steelers and it just every year I I said it last year too organizationally they are so fundamentally sound that way and so solid that they find a way and now they have a good running back now they have um you know they still have one of the best defensive players in football in TJ Watt another one of the best defensive football players in Cam Hayward so you can never really overlook them or count them out because they're always sort of the dark horse that just surprises you. And Mike Tomlin, such a good coach. So, I mean, you never know. You just never know what they're capable of. Again, I think culture goes much further when the Bengals and Browns don't have Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. And I just think in the AFC right now, quarterbacks trump culture. And that applies to the Steelers more than anybody else. Because if we were doing a quarterback draft right now, Mary Kay, you said your list is almost quarterback list. I mean, I think Mitch has a chance to get it back a little bit. Mitch is a talented guy. Mitch is a really athletic guy who's a true dual threat. And it didn't work out in Chicago. Certainly some of it was his fault. Some of it wasn't. But he's not up there. He's just not up there. And... I don't know if TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Mike Tomlin can overcome that reality. All right. Now it gets fun. <laughs> Is it we fun? Got... Is that the word that we're going to use for these last three picks? We're, we're going to use fun. We, got we really three, have to slot these teams in specific three, spots. Three picks left. And going number one here in this final three is Scott. Ugh. Um. Well, I, I, the last team is, is solidly in the last place. I'm just going to go with the Jets because they finished one point ahead of the Jaguars. So that's why I'm picking the Jets. Um, yeah, like I said, I, there were three teams in those bottom tier that were easy to to place there once they started going through uh, power rankings. and A lot of picks. And if you're looking for some ins insightful analysis of the yeah. Jets here, you're not going to get it. Good luck. Go, go listen to WFAN <laughs> or whatever. I'm sure they're doing a whole offseason on the Jets. I'll take the Jags next. And I would have taken the Jags ahead of the Jets because I'll take Trevor Lawrence over Zach Wilson. And I'm not sure what else to go by with those two teams right now. Um, the Jaguars seem awfully excited to pay Christian Kirk a gazillion dollars a year. Good luck with that. But Trevor Lawrence got so screwed up by the Urban Meyer year. I mean, Urban just drove that guy in the ground in year one. This guy's a franchise quarterback. I don't know if Zach Wilson's a franchise quarterback. I, I don't know that anybody really has doubts about Trevor Lawrence. And he's just going to have a more normal existence. I'm not a huge Doug Peterson fan, but Dougs have to stick together. So I, they're, they're better than the Texans. And I, I would have taken them ahead of the Jets. But th this bottom three is so clearly a bottom three. Yeah, and everybody who saw the money that the Jaguars were throwing around, this year, that's like that's 
Browns fans, be happy your team didn't have to do that per se, at least not in free agency, because that's what bad teams do who have drafted bad. Um, that's where the Browns used to be. They're not there anymore. Now they you know, make trades and spend <laughs> incredible sums of money, but uh, not in free agency. I'll, I'll say this. The, the Jets are, you know, the team of the draft. They're, this is their Super Bowl coming up. And the Browns don't have a first-round pick for the next three years. And I know where I'm happy to be. Uh, Mary Kay, you have to turn in the card. The final pick Hi. in the power rankings. Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant coming up here. The Houston Texans. And what if Baker Mayfield is their starting quarterback by the time the season starts? So they didn't they didn't want him. I know they they didn't want him. They didn't want him and he there was mutual disinterest. (laughs) (laughs) High school flashback. High school flashback. Uh, Yeah. um, So there you go. That was that was maybe the low point of Baker's offseason when the Texans in that deal were just like, eh good with davis mills yeah that's fine yep <laughs> all right i do think that worked out can you imagine that if that trade had included a well-liked brown that you were sending to siberia in that trade that instead of one of the picks it was greg newsom or something people would have been like oh my god what have we done we're so sorry so because a lot right when people were imagining that trade there were a lot of imaginations about a guy. So right. the fact that a Brown, an existing Brown, all right, you give up picks. They never existed. They just go off into the wind. You didn't have to trade some guy that fans had jerseys of that now has to go two and 15 with the Texans. Mm. Okay. So there we go. Our uh, power ranking, our AFC power ranking drafts, just to recap Buffalo, number one, Cincinnati, number two, the chargers, three, Kansas city, four, Cleveland, five, Denver, six, Miami, seven, Baltimore, eight, Indianapolis, nine, Tennessee, 10, Las Vegas, 11, New England, 12, and Pittsburgh, the jets, Jacksonville and Houston rounded out. And that's gotta be music to Browns fans ears to hear that order of teams, Pittsburgh, New York, Jacksonville, and Houston, all in that final tier. But some of us on this podcast have learned to never write off the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and, right. and also, the, that, that Brown slot was, were we all kind of going off six-game suspension on that? I think we, yeah, I think we were all assuming some sort right. of suspension. Yeah. We'll have to do another ranking once we uh, get a final. Yeah. Yeah, nay on that. And and an <laughs> assumption that I think maybe they can be around a 500 team while he's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So then, so that you're not, I mean, if it turns out that like Jacoby Brissett has completely lost it, right. And like they're a non functional offense, then that'll be a different thing. I don't, nobody thinks that right now. So if you think they can tread water and then when Watson comes back, they're ready to roll. I mean, it's possible. This, this is not a Baker Mayfield pylon. It's, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's level of quarterback play is probably going to be higher than Baker Mayfield's level of quarterback play last year with the injury. So just that is going to be an improvement. And then they're going to get one of the five best quarterbacks in the league back. And remember this team won a game with Case Keenum at quarterback and Ernest Johnson at running back. They almost won a game with Nick Mullins at quarterback. I don't, I'm going back to the same thing. Did we give Stefanski enough credit for all that? <laughs> I feel we like need- I didn't. Do we need to do 20 minutes on Nick Mullins leaving? Do we, do we, I'll yeah. tell you what, Doug, I'm going to leave the Zoom room open. You can, 
you can say whatever you want about Nick Mullins and just send me the file when you're done. <laughs> Why right. Nick Mullins was the best third string quarterback in the NFL and was so greatly missed in Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, he's with the Raiders now. Maybe that should have helped the Raiders. Yeah, more. There you go. So yes, we have to, we will definitely do this again. Cause this was, this was kind of fun. This was cool. And we have to do it again after the draft and after we, if it, if it happens after Deshaun Watson's suspension. All right. Mary Kay's committing us to a whole lot of things here. We got to do a whole league <laughs> rankings too, at some point, uh, but we got time. We'll get to it. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the orange and Brown talk podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us five-star reviews, say nice things about us. And of course, make sure you're a football insider subscriber, cleveland.com slash Brown's the blue banner at the top of the page. For Scott, Mary Kay, and Doug, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.